Hi, Holy Podcast Arenas. We are back with another one. It feels like ages since I've recorded one of these, but it was only last week, but that was a meditation. So I suppose that was kind of different. Uh, this week, I had a charming conversation with relationship coach NI, Lisa McFarland. Lisa is a life and relationship coach, motivational speaker, couples coach, and runs her very successful Instagram page over at Relationship Coach NI. My goal going into this conversation was just to provide some useful tips for people that are in relationships to help them improve, but also some encouragement for people that might be thinking about it or that might be, you know, on the dating market because I feel like there's a real lack in our culture these days for people who are uh, looking to take things seriously in a relationship and be a bit mature, although at least would hate to say seriously. Have fun, but, you know, do the work and have a good relationship. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if it does. But anyway, we really got into it in this conversation and I know there's a huge amount to learn and some great insights from Lisa. So you should definitely go and follow her relationship coaching NI. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Bo. Yeah, perfect. So, Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you coming on. And I guess, yeah, I want the motivation for this conversation was obviously relationships are really important. And there's something I've been thinking a lot about lately, being in a relationship and also kind of getting to being a bit older and thinking seriously about relationships. And so you have a lot of experience and you know a lot. And I really um, wanted to just kind of pick your brain on it and I suppose the first question I was wondering was why should you have a relationship? There's so much like Tinder these days and like there seems to be such a marketplace for just being single. You know, what what is it that you think is important about relationships? That's a very good question. It's a very mm. good question. Um, and I don't know if there's mm. wiser people than me who have uh, delved into this and uh, mm. great philosophers. Um, but there is something about having that connection with one mm. person. It doesn't have to yep. be the same one person for your whole life, but there's mm. something intrinsically in us that that craves it. Now, not maybe not all of us, but 95% um, yep. craves to share this journey with someone, mm. craves that someone who's waiting for them to come from work, craves that someone that um, – they light up for when they see them just craves that somebody who lets you know you're special that you're you know you know you're special yourself but that other person who just sees mm -hmm. that you're special and wants to be with you and you want to be with them it mm. probably goes back to tribal times when we had to be in a tribe and it, mm. it just seems like it's in ourselves to yep. want to have that connection and i'm sure there's wiser people than me than have than have uh have all sorts of philosophies about it. That sounds um, pretty good to me, to be honest. <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty accurate. And also, I mean, what you touched on there, sharing the journey with somebody, I've often mm. felt going, if you go from one relationship to another, you kind of lose that bit of your life almost, you know, because you shared so many memories together and then you leave one mm -hmm. relationship behind and another one, you kind of have to start all over again. Is that something you see mm -hmm. with people, um, younger yeah, people and these I days? would always say to people, um, relationships don't fail, but they may end. And yeah. it doesn't make you a bad person or them a bad mm -hmm. person. It's just not that you're the right person for each other. Yeah. Um, Esther Perel is older and wiser than me, and she talks mm -hmm. about 
um, most of us will have at least three sort of grown-up relationships. Um, the very lucky ones among us will have that with the same person. Yeah. So it's looking at, okay, where can this relationship develop into now? We've sort of passed the toddler stage. Where are we heading into now? Are we heading into sort of like teenage stage? And are we, mm-hmm. and then are we heading into a more mature stage? I look at my relationship with Nigel and I think, oh my goodness, who we were in our 20s and who we are yeah. now. Still yeah. so many similarities. Still mm. both as mad as hatters. Yeah. Um, so many similarities. <laughs> um, but yeah. different people different mm. but um esther perel calls it erotic intelligence yeah. so being able to um maintain that um closeness connection sex intimacy mm. being able to maintain that it, it's it's a challenge yeah. and we have to be up for that not just like okay done with this relationship let's move on to another one because like you say it's mm. you, you lose something in yourself there but that's I'm not really, saying for yeah. one second that you mm. should stay in a relationship that's unhealthy mm. or not. there's no respect or anything like that. But sometimes, sometimes we can be like, okay, this is just a new relationship. It's morphing into something else. Yeah, there's definitely a fine line there. And what you're saying about, I mean, for like that time span of a relationship, it would require some belief in the other person and the two of you that, you know, you have something worth preserving. And mm-hmm. do you think that requires, do you get that as you go? Or is that something you start out with? I don't know if you're like a love at first sight, kind of, if that's what you're thinking. Or do you think you you get it on the way? Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky mm. one. Um, all I know is we have to invest in our relationships. Yeah, They don't just happen. These fairy tales that I mm. sort of hoped that my girls who are now 19 and 18 yeah. weren't going to be told anymore this, you know, and then they lived happily ever after. Yeah. That's just a crock of shit. Um, it's not <laughs> like that. Oh, sorry. I swore. Um, no, that's fine. That's, it's it's encouraging. Um, no it's just, it's just, it's just rubbish. You know, it's just not, I mean, that's when the hard work starts and all this money that's spent on the big day. What mm. if you spent a little bit of money on going to a coach three times to actually mm. figure out how are you going to do your finances? How important is sex to you? What are your core values? Do you know what your love language is? What about we spent a little bit of money on that? Because that's the sort of thing where we can base and grow a relationship. Those fundamental skills really that are so absent in, I mean, school or anything like that. Like I really, I mean, I didn't feel like there was any sort of education there and that I got really into Julia and John Gottman. Do you know them Mm -hmm. from the Gottman Mm -hmm. Institute? Mm-hmm, massively mm-hmm. into them i love their work they're kind of like mm-hmm. scientific approach to relationships but it does feel like there's kind of a gap in i mean that coaches like yourself can fill but mm-hmm. like where do you think is the best place for people to get that relationship guidance is it with a coach is there room for maybe more of a a talk about it in our culture i think generally yeah well my mm. children do a subject well my big girls are finished but jake does it's called um Oh, I call it living for life. I call it live life and prosper, but that's definitely Star Wars or Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's called. Oh, sorry, it's called uh, learning for life and yeah. work or something. Hmm. Okay, well, they learn how to pay their bills and they learn how to right, finance. Cool. And but I'm like, okay, what are relationships not hmm. actual life? 
bring me <laughs> something that you do that you're yeah. not in relationship with someone. You know, it's you'd the have most to be, important thing I'd say. Yeah, out of anything, you'd have to be locked in an office. Well, mm. this last year has proven be locked <laughs> yeah. in an office. Flip mm. sake, you nearly need to have a relationship with your Netflix provider. You know, I mean, <laughs> we 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 are all in relationships. Even mm. the ones, oh no, I, I don't do relationships. I've had people call, oh, I don't do relationships. What's the point in this? I'm like, yeah. really. Do you have a relationship with your mummy? You know, mm. we all, your cat, um, yep. you know, so, and we get zero. And I don't want that. This is not, this, this has to come from the government. This has to come yeah. from funding. There are mm. lots of really good people who are going into certain schools to mm. teach mindfulness and um, yep. self-acceptance and all mm. that is really where I feel it is to start. But we yep. can't expect a geography teacher to teach this. <laughs> yeah, need... to just take it on and <laughs> yeah, 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 start uh-huh. teaching it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So we need, and we, and then, but if we're not getting in school, there's nothing to say that we can't educate ourselves. Like the Gottman Institute, read all their stuff, read some yeah. books, figure stuff out. Um, yep. I would love, I, I often say, I'm not going to rest until it becomes normal that people mm. say, oh yeah, we saw a coach a couple of times about that wee situation that we had. And yeah, yep. we're, well, we figured it out and we're great. That would be mm. my absolute dream, that it was just okay to say, oh, no, we're definitely going to a coach before we get married to, for yeah. three sessions, you know? Well, as you said, I mean, it's an investment and your relationship is going to last your whole life if it, you know, if it is that one or the one that you're kind of, if that's what you're working towards. So why not mm-hmm. invest in something that's going to last that long across time and be like, so significant to you but I guess it struck me so much like getting into a more mature relationship as I've gotten a bit older the level of work that that takes and the amount of communication Mm -hmm. and learning things like that do you think it's just an age thing or is it that people maybe just kind of decide along the way is it you know experience-based or do you have to meet the right person Hmm, I hear this a lot sometimes. Like, mm. is it the chemistry or is it yeah. the person or do you need yep. both? Um, mm. Chemistry is very, very important at the start. And I sometimes mm. tell people that that you really like the person is kind of important. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and, and it sounds sort of silly sometimes. It sounds a bit silly, but, you know, we fall in love and, ah, da, yep. da, and all the hormones and all the chemicals mm. and we're just falling in love. Yeah. Do you actually like the person, you know? <laughs> Do you stop and check? In the whole thing? Do you stop and check? <laughs> how does he show up or how does she show yep. up for her friends? Mm. How does she show up for her? Do I actually like this person's yeah. core values? Mm. Do I actually like this? Do I like how this person makes me feel what do I like? You know, mm. um, my daughter, my oldest daughter went through a stage where she used to say, I like you, mommy. I like you. And I would <laughs> say, okay, I think that's all right, but I mm. love you. So eventually mm. I said, sweetheart, why, why do you only tell mommy that you like her? Is it okay? Everything all right? She goes, well, I have to love you. You're my mommy, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> I like you. And I was like, oh, so it's, oh actually... it's a compliment. Right. Nice. Okay. That yeah. shows the communication so... thing though. One person can be mm-hmm. saying one thing and then you come in the totally wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, if hmm. have you if you haven't watched um, Bernie Brown's Netflix special, um, mm-hmm. the vulnerability piece, the stories mm-hmm. that we tell ourselves, and mm-hmm. um, the stories that we tell ourselves are, and I, I hate to be women and men gender, and a lot yeah. of time I would talk about the masculine and feminine energies, mm-hmm. but a lot 
I will just say, well, just we'll say this, but for a minute, but a mm. lot of women fall mm. in love with the potential of what they think. <laughs> but, but he has no he could mattress be and it's on his floor. On, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. The potential yeah. of what he could be on a given Tuesday at 4 p.m. in the afternoon for 20 minutes. I'm yeah. Like, Stop it. That's all what we're Fall. getting by on, though. Like, you can't get rid of that. We'll have, there'll be no yeah. girlfriends left. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. we, we can work with that. We can work with that. Um, we have to fall in love with what's actually in front of us. Yep. How is this person actually showing up? How's this person making me feel? Do I actually like them? Fall in love with the person who's actually showing up for you. Yeah, they might have an odd, bad day. That's Mm. fine. But fall in love with the 90%, 80% that's actually showing up. That sounds a bit more practical, though, than most of the time. I mean, a lot of what we're fed about falling in love is the head over heels, kind of like Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. Whereas... To actually see somebody would involve overcoming your idealized version of them that you kind of yeah. so that's have all those actually feelings falling, about. That's actually falling in lust. Yeah. And the yeah. lust that's actually falling in lust. And sure, that's that's, yeah. that's great. That's It'd awesome. Be a, a starting um, point, I suppose. Yeah, but mm. though and that's where people stumble. They can't yeah. get the falling in lust into falling in love. So those lust chemicals last anything from up to nine to 18 months. Mm. So in that sort of first 18 months, you need to be checking in with your friends and saying, yeah. what do you, you know, not, you know, people you trust, not your, well, your football team, but your people you trust, like yeah. your mommy, your daddy, yeah. your big yeah. brother. What yeah. do you think? This is especially for women. Um, yeah. You know, how is it? How am I around them? Am I yeah. my full self when I'm around them? Because mm. our sense of our sense of judgment goes all out the window. Yeah. Then the honeymoon effect book is very good for this. We also show up in that first t- 18 months really consciously. You know, we show up really consciously. We're on time. We show up. We say what we, we say it. We mean it. We turn up. Mm. And then again, around 18 months, the subconscious starts to take over. Mm. And the subconscious starts to, and you walk out to give your boyfriend a cup of coffee while he's fixing the car and Mm. he's lost the whole plot. And you're like, okay, who is this actual person? Yeah. Um, Some random person and you have have no idea who this is. I think that happens a lot. I mean, it happened. I've seen it happen with guys as well, but for girls, Mm -hmm. I think for younger girls as well, because they kind of like the bad boy type, but oftentimes Mm -hmm. that's actually, they're actually not a great person or they're not in a great place or they're messing around and what can look attractive on the surface actually when you Mm -hmm. kind of peel back the skin you go oh actually this is you know not so great but this is going to be really boring but a thing I would ask people is is Mm. this person good for me yeah yeah is this person good for me Mm. um I also talk about your four centers so you have your Mm -hmm. head you can't see me but I'm touching my your head yeah. your heart your your gut and your sex center mm. so you can be so turned on by somebody and think they're so hot and oh I just can't wait to take them home yeah. and, oh, and, but mm. you have to listen into your gut your heart mm. and your head okay absolutely no problem take them home have mad passionate sex I don't care but think then the next day okay am I catching feelings and is this actually sensible is this person yeah. good for me do we have the same core values? It seems like you're having to engage, you know, the rational function a bit more when all those feelings kick in and you got to kind of reflect on it, which kind of spoils. I Well, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think of it as spoiling the fun, but you do have to kind of 
take a step back on it and be like, mm-hmm. you know, look at the practical mm-hmm. aspects. Um, do you think that's something that's harder for young people? Um, I think, well, my whole part of my reason for starting this was, again, my girls are getting bigger. And yep. I was like, where are you getting all this toxic information? This, yeah. this, um, oh, good gracious me. I, well, we know what's on TV at the minute. And I was like, oh, <laughs> That's on TV, right. I believe. <laughs> I was like, I see what the problem mm. is now. So it's called yep. um, The Toxic Cycle. So The Toxic yeah. Cycle is big, mad, blow up, big argument, shouting, yep. screaming. Eh. Mm. Then we have the sorry, 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 sorry. Then yep. we have the mad sex. We have the mad sex. We have all the yep. mad sex. And then we have like a lovely honeymoon period. Mm. And then we have an explosion. <laughs> and then we have more chaos. <sighs> and we have more chaos. And I'm never speaking yep. to you. And it's okay. That is not what relationships should look like. That is not how you build a healthy relationship. Relationships will have ups and downs, but it's more like bumps on a road, bumps on a journey, not this mad toxic cycle. If you're with a narcissist, your toxic cycle is going to happen really often. Um, Mm. But also if you're with someone's a narcissist, you can become addicted to the toxic cycle. Yeah. That's really interesting. And do you think, I mean, the drama of the whole thing, that's what oh. I see a lot in those situations is that it's kind of just like mismanagement of your life. Like mm-hmm. you're you're getting something from the drama and from the excitement of it that's missing mm-hmm. elsewhere. And a- mm-hmm. actually to have a relationship that's stable requires the other areas to be filled in a bit as well. I mean, is that something that you see? Yeah, and it's almost like um, <sighs> this is how they show they love me because they're so mm. passionate stop it just stop it right now okay it's just like, oh well he loves me so much and he's just so jealous and he's like, just stop it like, um yeah. you're turning me into mommy you're turning me into mommy now um so we want fun we want spontaneity we mm. want security i heard mm. someone say one time oh no i was stuck somewhere and i didn't think that i could ring so and so because uh, to come and get me because the taxi didn't turn up i said hold on this is meant to be your person and mm. you can't ring them at one o'clock in the morning to come and get you when a disaster's happened. That's well, I, he, he would just kick off. I'm like, that's not appropriate behavior. You've chosen someone to journey this life with. Yep. That person has to be in your corner and you need to be in their corner. It's you and them against the world. Mm. And that can't be a real thing. If you're freaking well blown up with each other every three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're yeah. caught in that cycle, as you're saying, the toxic cycle, and mm-hmm. does that, do you think that requires commitment to the relationship as well? Do you think if you don't have the commitment in the first place, you'll, you're going to end up in that, you know, the kind of the excitement, the ups and the downs, because maybe you're not taking it seriously long-term. I feel like mm-hmm. the toxic cycle is a very short-term thinking. It doesn't really conceive. I wish I could tell you that I coach people who are in short-term I coach people who are in toxic relationships and it's been a long time oh yeah I'm yeah I'm talking Mm. about choosing that person every day yeah I choose Mm. this person okay I Mm. choose this person every day I choose to build a life with you I choose this even in the shitty COVID lockdown days do you know what Mm. I'm going to show up for you I'm going to show up for myself I'm going to love and accept myself and then I'm going to show up for you I'm going to shop for you. I'm going to um, make sure that something stupid like tonight, I was like busy. I was out tonight and then I was going to do this. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to make double dinner tomorrow night so that my husband and my kids 
have a dinner sitting waiting for them. Mm. You know, it's about showing up practical Mm. things, but also showing up in don't sit on your phone while you're eating your dinner. Show up for that person. Make that person feel special. Make Mm. that person feel like you're there for them. Connection, connection, connection. And that doesn't happen when you're sitting scrolling on your phone while eating your dinner. That doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. That's something that Gottman talks about a lot. They talk about those Mm -hmm. moments of connection that Mm -hmm. really in relationships that go bad, it's not the big things that have gone wrong. It's those like small moments where somebody's like looking out the window and they're like, oh, look at this. And instead Mm -hmm. you go, ah, whatever. You go, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. Or you don't Mm -hmm. follow them. And that the relationship is made up of those tiny moments. Those tiny moments are everything. Those tiny Mm. moments. That greeting your person when they come home. So if Mm. I'm at work and Nigel greets me at the door and says, Mm. I have the dinner started and da 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 and here's what's happened. Those are the moments that relationships are built on. That Mm. boring stuff. Um, That boring stuff is where, you know, it's not Mm. mad, bad boy, passionate, but it's where you build. But that's, so we all go, so we get confused between love commitment and desire so they all live in different places so we'll talk if you want to talk about that for a little bit yeah that'd be um, interesting. but there's simple things like um if you're out in company checking in with your person mm. checking if they're okay letting your eyes meet across the room we call it like clocking each other i don't know if that's a term that you would understand so you know like so my big girls would be like no i saw daddy clocking you so like you know yeah. if i'm you know like checking in like just you know and making you know sure they're okay can, and yeah and you know how yep. you're like okay yep you know just that nod across the room just mm. those simple things that keep that connection keep that intimacy between the mm. two of you even when you're in a big crowd mm-hmm. and sense? the attention so, i suppose that you're you're focusing attention on the other person rather than mm-hmm. that your attention is elsewhere because that kind of reveals your priorities in a sense doesn't it you're the most important person to me. Mm. That's what it says. It says, you're my person and you're the most important person to me. Mm. Yeah, I'm over here having fun and dancing with dancing. (laughs) Um, If anybody's listening to this in years to come, we have no dancing at the moment. Um, uh, (laughs) You're over there dancing with your friend, but you're still checking. Now, we're not talking about possessive. Don't you? We're not talking about Mm. that. We're talking about those little moments that build a really, really solid base, build a really, really solid base. So that's where love and connection and intimacy live. Desire lives in a different place. Desire Mm. lives in distance Mm. and um, seeing our person as an individual, seeing Mm. our person as their full self, seeing that person playing sport, playing an instrument. I was talking to me the other day. She said her husband was out cutting logs and she was like, okay. I'm going to have to have some of that. Um, <laughs> that's that's how you get them. Cut logs. That's, that's the yeah, job. Cut logs, yeah. That was now, a move. He if, probably didn't even need to do that. He probably didn't do that. I probably didn't even <laughs> need to do that. Um, but I think that's the thing. It was that, mm. it, that it wasn't contrived. Was the, it was the thing. Yeah. So we call that the third. We call mm. that the, the distance piece. Ooh. And lockdown nice. stole that from us. Lockdown yeah. stole that distance piece. So it's constantly this dance of checking in, building foundations, but then remembering who you are. And building and still containing your own identity. Mm. And that's where desire lives. Yeah, that desire talking about, because I mean, I, I was just thinking there as you were speaking, you know, that familiarity breeds contempt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. becoming completely familiar with somebody that you think you have them figured out, I suppose, is kind of mm-hmm. the end of desire because we're always attracted to novelty and to kind of like, mm-hmm. so keeping that third, the idea that 
there's something more in them that you don't know, mm-hmm. like seeing mm-hmm. them doing different things. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, or yeah. does that sound seeing your sense? person be totally mm. alive? Yeah. Seeing your mm. person being totally alive, but slightly separate from you. Yeah. Makes sense. That's so really like cool. if we go, if we were to go away, um, Nigel be like, I'm going on down to the bar um, I'll see you down there in half an hour or so. So that gives me that distance piece to get ready. Mm. And he's like, I'll have a drink waiting. So, you know, and then when I come into the bar, it's like he looks over, he sees me. It's like he's seeing me for the first time Yeah. after 31 years. Yeah. Okay. That really hits so the, about- uh, the nail on the head, doesn't it? That, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. seeing, being a, even though you've been together for so long, being able to do that gives you this kind of infinite way of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't get boring because you can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have all the foundation pieces. Mm. Do you see how the two work together? Yep. So you have all the foundation pieces where you've been through the shitty stuff and you've had the arguments and you've done the work and you've um, raised the kids and you've built the communication skills and all that there. But then mm. you go out and you remember who you are and you remember that girl who you were and you go out and you have fun and you maybe talk to friends or you don't or you talk to somebody at a bar and you make fun of each other a wee bit and there's mm-hmm. a bit of banter and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's getting those two things for me. It's getting those two things yeah. going hand in hand. Well, that's would you say that's a big stumbling block for couples in long term relationship? Like they become mm-hmm. so familiar with one another, the desire falls out, or mm-hmm. if they, you know, only focus on the desire, they lose the other stuff, the commitment and the yeah. Um, well, I talk about people turning into roommates. Yeah. So they're great friends, and mm. they are my worst thing. Like we never argue. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah that's not good you're telling me this like it's a good thing okay awesome um yeah. now we need to be able to discuss things in a healthy way we don't want to argue mm. we don't want to be slamming doors and we need to mature and be able to have healthy disagreements healthy arguments yep. healthy conversations mm. we had a teen one so our girls had some of their friends over and Nigel and I had a disagreement about something and our disagreements go like this now okay yeah okay well I feel myself getting angry about that, but I'm what I'm actually feeling is a wee bit hurt because I thought that you did agree with me about that, but that's okay. Now that I know you don't agree with me, that's okay. I can accept that. I can see where you're coming from. So it goes like that. Yep. And our, our, our teenagers, friend teenager said, okay, I think we need to get out now. Let's go. This is not going to go well. And our teenagers turned to each other and said, this is now what an argument looks like in our house. Isn't this Ooh. pathetic? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it pathetic isn't they wanted some pa- kind of love yeah. island type thing yeah isn't this pathetic <laughs> and i went no there still might be you know i call it all picture no sound you know for a little while it might be a little bit of the cold shoulder which we try to not do but you yeah. know it still might be that but mm. if you don't ever have a disagreement you're not individuals in a relationship you're not telling you're the truth either two people who become totally codependent <laughs> Um, totally like okay whatever she says for a quiet life you know yeah just for the peace but there's something that you touched on there i think that i've recently learned which is really interesting which is that i feel you know first Mm -hmm. of all not saying like you're making me feel this way or you're Mm -hmm. doing this Mm -hmm. focusing on what's going on in me and then trying to just articulate that as well Mm -hmm. as like not Mm -hmm. not pushing on my emotion onto my girlfriend or onto the, mm-hmm. you know, the situation, because there's always so much going on in those kind of arguments. Like there's so many like people you've been, people you've known could be your mm-hmm. parents. It like, it's a whole mm-hmm. mess. And mm-hmm. that kind of allows you to walk the line through it. 
Um, is that something you do in coaching with people, that type of language? 100%. 100%. So mm. we never use the word you. Yeah. So you did this and you made me feel that. So yeah. I, when that happened, I felt da, 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 da. Yeah. sometimes when you ask people how they feel, they have no idea. They have mm. no idea. I just felt angry. I'm like, okay, so angry isn't a thing. Anger is just like the tip of the iceberg. Can't even discuss this anymore. Okay, Mm -hmm. what did you feel? And some people have so little emotional intelligence, they can't even tell you what they feel under Mm -hmm. the anger. Um, So hurt, disrespected, sad, just sad, lonely, Mm -hmm. all those things. Um, So I feel another thing that I would teach people is, um, okay, so the story I'm telling myself right now is blah, 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 blah. And the person's like, okay, well, that's not what I meant. And then the response yeah. is, okay, well, try again, try again, try, try and tell me it again. Um, because the story I'm telling myself is da, 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 da. Yeah. And so you just keep going back and forward, back and forward. Back. Just try not to go to anger, try to go to, okay, I'm feeling confused now because mm. da, 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 da. I'm yeah, feeling and scared, a- I'm feeling so many things related to it as well because it could be like i'm feeling scared because in the past this happened or mm-hmm. because of that and mm-hmm. of course the person your partner doesn't know any of those things like it's easy to get caught about, up in your own what about uh, when you crack up about something that is like yeah. minuscule and yeah. your person says okay well, well what's what's happening here and you say oh, you know what it's not even about this thing it's the 15 other things but mm. you know what when i was with patricia i couldn't bring things up so now i've bottled it all up and your person goes, yeah. well, I'm not Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but instead it, of, you yeah. know, instead of going, well, you shouldn't do that. And you did it. So mm. I'm not, I'm this, I'm feeling, I'm yeah. feeling lonely. I'm feeling like a little bit attacked right now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like you don't trust me. I'm feeling like you're mm. um, taking things out of my control. I'm feeling, I'm feeling. Mm. that's such a good tool for handling conflict really it does require Mm -hmm. that you have somebody that's willing to play it that way with you Mm because i suppose if you have Mm -hmm. somebody that won't play that game you're kind of stuck in the back and forth type thing Mm -hmm. but i guess Mm -hmm. that would be a sign Mm -hmm. you're probably not in the right place or it's not working yeah but we all revert back to old programming like nigel and i've been (laughs) doing this work now for a long time but um you know when we were in gray zone there whatever Mm. month on earth that was Trying to explain yeah. the teenagers, grey zone was absolutely horrendous. So we could go out, yeah. we couldn't go out and get. Um, and my big girl suggested going to hot tub. Well, as the words fell out of her mouth, I just it was like one of those cartoons where I, if I could have gathered the words back up and stuffed them back in her mouth, I was like, <laughs> oh my days. <laughs> um, and I could see Nigel's face going, hot tub, hot tub. She were in a fucking pandemic. She wants to go to a hot tub. I, <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could literally see all the words like before just. they went away. And I was like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's all just, you know. And he's not, he doesn't shout. He's mm. not, he's a very level-headed person. Mm. But I was, but he did, he, he was cross. So he said, you know what? I need a minute. So yeah. he went out in his motorbike, not motorbike, he went out in his bicycle and um he came back uh, it went for three miles or something came back and he goes can i get a reset (laughs) is it worse when you have the tools and you forget to put your tool belt on and i said yes sweetheart it's kind of worse he goes well i'm sorry and can i get a reset and let's go again and i said yes you can absolutely get a reset and let's go again 
Um, now back in the day, that would have been me huffing. I would have huffed then. If Nigel had have, in my opinion, overreacted, mm. um, I would have then huffed for at least three days. So then we couldn't reach each other then. Yeah, and you get this other. feedback loop of kind of like one person mm-hmm. does one thing, the other person does another, and then you're mm-hmm. like in a feud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's no bridges to be built. There's nope. no bridges to be built, mm. you know, but it's just seeing the other person as human. And you know what? It just didn't go great. Sure, it didn't. It just didn't go well. Let's try again. Let's try again. Such because important you know skills, what? though. Yeah, really. because you know what? Mm. We love each other. We want to mm. try, try to make this better. And I think there are things that you can't learn anywhere else other than in a relationship. <laughs> I mean, it's... well, that brings us back to your first question. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's why we're in. Maybe that's why we're in relationships mm. to bring us to the best version of ourselves for the growth. And well, that's interesting. My sister works mine and kids, and she had a really interesting point about mine and the kids, which was that she was like, "I it's made me want to have kids so I could be the person that I could be." And I never really thought mm-hmm. about it like that. Like. Mm-hmm so far and then the children mm-hmm. will take me the rest of the way because mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. responsibility and the relationship that's what kind of mm-hmm. matures you and grow and if that's what you're mm-hmm. aiming at that's kind of the best path to go on i thought it was really interesting i'm a big believer that when mm. if we're blessed with children they are our biggest teachers our biggest teachers yeah. absolutely so between relationships and our children if you take advantage of it hmm they can be your biggest teachers. And also, I suppose, as well as that, I mean, it does add challenges in the relationship mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that, as you were talking about, the um, particularly, I'd say, during the pandemic, I mean, my heart really went mm-hmm. out to families that were stuck inside. At least it was just me being an idiot in my house, just wandering, going, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it does add another, I mean, the highs and lows, I suppose, of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Does that come into your relationship, Coach? Yeah, um, I don't think anybody should. I remember hearing this years ago. We we're gonna have a baby to try and fix things. Are you having a <laughs> laugh? Are you Sounds actually like a bad idea? Sounds <laughs> like a bad idea. Yeah, I've been coaching a lot of people who um maybe a single mom for a long time and now mm. started a relationship. So now they're trying to do a co-parenting thing. So that yeah. that can be tricky. You definitely need a coach if you're trying to do that. That can be tricky. Mm. I coach people who um, have tried to go through the pandemic with, you know, little ones under their feet and both trying to work at home. Oh, my days. My hat hat goes off to them, honestly. At least mine all slept till, like, lunchtime. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) I had half the day to use them. But um, there's, yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, majority of people I coach, definitely there's kids in the mix. There's definitely kids Mm. in the mix. And it does. It brings a... But the thing that I tell people is that the best gift you can give your children is a healthy relationship. Yeah, so true. Even if that's a healthy divorce, it's the best Mm. gift you can give your children to show them how to show up in life as emotionally intelligent adults. Best gift you can give your children. What what stage of life or what kind of what uh, where do you think people should be at in a relationship to have children? Where do you think the (laughs) Yeah. So two weeks in, you've just met in the bar. You're like, come on, we'll have a baby. If I if I had my choice, if I could with a magic wand, everybody should know what their core values are and build yeah. their relationship on a mission mm. statement built on those oh, core values. Yeah. So every successful business has a mission statement and mm. partnerships and relationships are no different. They are mm-hmm. 
you know, they're, they're a partnership. A mission mm-hmm. statement for your relationship. Everyone should know their core values. Everyone should know their yeah. core values. Everyone should know their attachment style. And everyone should know their um, programming for arguments. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So I truly mm-hmm. believe that when people have been together, maybe even six months, definitely a year, they have a program that they go through in their arguments. So I'm a huffer mm-hmm. and Nigel's defensive. So you have to know this about yourself and go, mm-hmm. okay, I can feel myself wanting to huff. I'm going to choose different programming. Um, and if we could all figure that out, and that all comes from what we saw in our homes growing up. And um, what you saw in your homes growing up is just what you repeat. So these are just basic things that if you, let's get all these before we start thinking about babies and all that stuff. Let's get all those into place. Let's get all that into place and like each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you like each other before you have the kids. Very important. Yeah, think so. Um, think so. Do you think uh, men and women's expectations are different in relationships? Oh, the masculine craves freedom like nothing else. That's interesting. Is that kind of David Data? I've read the, uh-huh, the Way of the yeah. Superior Man. Yeah, what yeah. amazing book! Really changed my life. Amazing, amazing um, book. Yep, mm. yeah. Um, if you've read that, I have another one for you to read. It's uh, Wild yeah. Nights. It's even it's it's it's, it's even Wild Nights. Same guy. Um, so the masculine, um, the masculine craves uh, freedom so so desperately. Mm. Now, I would teach that we all have masculine and feminine within us. So, um, yeah. the masculine within a woman craves freedom as well. But I think the thing we have to realize is that you can be your most free in a beautiful committed loving relationship ah there's an interesting one that's not what most people would think about freedom i suppose that seems like a different definition of freedom one so mm, you can be your absolute free self when Mm. you know you have someone in your corner yep when you know that person thinks you're hilarious Mm. that person thinks you're the best thing it just gives you more freedom and more freedom and more freedom because you have that cornerstone of a person who thinks mm. you're awesome. Mm-hmm. So you can be more free to be who you were brought here to be. And I think we get freedom mixed up with having sex with 15 people. Yeah. I just want to be free. I just want to be a free spirit. <laughs> What if you were the freest you could be, but committed to one person? Because that person makes you feel free and fully yourself. And also that they know who you are. So Mm -hmm. in some sense, you could have the sex with the 15 people, but that might Mm -hmm. not be you that's doing that all the time. I mean, desires Mm -hmm. are fickle kind of things. So if you have somebody Mm -hmm. that says, you know, you're not being yourself, that kind of allows you the freedom to actually be yourself all the time rather than to Mm -hmm. kind of slip into mm-hmm. these other kind mm-hmm. of identities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. I am my most myself when I'm with Nige. Yeah. I'm with, with, with my, by myself. Or if I'm with him, I am my biggest, fullest self when I'm with him. Free, full, my f- mad self. Yeah. Mm. Not and he can't really, yeah, it and is. Then women, really and obviously then the feminine, the, mm-hmm. the feminine wants um, commitment and, you know, all, all those things. And those, yeah. 
in the traditional way that we would think about it, those two things fly in the face of each other. But when you think mm. about it, like I've just explained it, they're the same thing. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, the masculine idea of freedom and like the way David Data describes it in that book being about release all of the time, you know, you want to mm -hmm. like have, uh, you know, a beer or you want to have sex or you want to have a fight mm -hmm. or you want to have an idea or something. It's always about this kind of like, aha, like mm -hmm. always onto the next thing, which can come into mm -hmm. conflict with commitment and relationship. And mm -hmm. um, But where do I get my best ideas? I can get my best ideas and go, night, you know what I was thinking of doing? And he's like, yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah you know mm. you know he says to me lisa you know what i'd love i'd love to buy a really old house and do it up is there anything more freeing the for the masculine to take on a big challenge like that i'm like yeah. babe i'm behind you i'm behind you yeah. behind you i'll bring the sandwiches <laughs> yeah. the power of two people is just so mm -hmm. much more than you can do as an individual mm -hmm. which is such a shame because i feel like there's so much emphasis on individualism these days mm -hmm. and those benefits don't get talked about enough no nope, that possibility nope, nope. of doing and things together I, I totally am not for this whole you know you're only a half and you're looking for your other half you're not do you follow mm. jake underwood so no, he would, he's very good you'd like him too he's yeah. very very good but he talks cool. about two whole people building a relationship so it's like mm. two whole circles overlapping so is that a venn diagram or something venn diagram is it? Yeah. So, yeah so yeah so that bit in the middle is the relationship bit yeah but what we've been taught in the past is like it's almost like two semicircles who get stuck together yeah. trying to make a circle and that's a disaster because you bring all your shit they bring all their shit and it's a disaster oh yeah and you're trying to complete people. each other but oh lord you're, no, not, no. you're not finished um <laughs> so two two complete people overlap mm. and that's where you build the relationship yeah, that's really interesting. I suppose then there's an element of your own self-work going into the relationship mm -hmm. and that's what you have to do, you know, beforehand and when you get there. Um, 100%. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing that I would find for um, women is that they, um, this this thing, this love and acceptance of ourselves. Yeah. Lots of women find that very, very difficult. Men actually find it difficult too, this, this enough piece, this I am enough, this... Mm men would find that difficult you know i'm like you're enough just the way you are no i would need to be doing this or i need to be earning this or i need to be doing that no just the way you are you're enough um, and then mm. love and acceptance would be women would sort of have struggle with that but why are we looking for love and acceptance if we cannot love and accept ourselves yeah you're not going to get it from somebody else if you can't give it to yourself first. Mm -hmm. I think that it's really interesting. I mean, it just reminded me of my head of, I do a lot of stuff on social media at the moment. I'm doing a PhD in ethics and new technologies. Well, just starting, but, um, and social media is kind of a place where you're constantly compared to other people and there's a big marketplace and who's, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's entirely a sexual marketplace, but a huge amount of it is, the status game and who's up mm. and who's down and you're all rated. And mm -hmm. do you think that affects young people in their relationships? That they feel like they're not enough or they're not good enough and that they're particularly, I think for young women, you know, that mm -hmm. comparison to the perfect image all the time mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. destructive. And that's not what love's about. Like love's about more than really, that. Yeah. Really destructive. And I mean, I would always say only follow people who make you feel better about yourself, not worse about mm. yourself. 
Yeah. Um, and there's sort of the big push now about the like no filters. And I think there was a law passed actually yesterday about if you're yeah. going to use a filter, you have to sort of, or it was more like photos and things. If it, if it'd been Photoshopped, you have to put it at the bottom. This picture has been Photoshopped, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, I think we're on the move. I think we're on the move. Um, I hope my girls are on, on the move to be individuals. Um, I yeah. think we're on the move, but we still have a long, long way to go. We still have a long, long way to go. Yeah, my social done. media feed is, you know, I hope as real as it can be. Um, mm. And people comment to me, oh, every week, oh, Lisa, I love your page because it's just so real. I'm like, here's mm. the thing. I know nothing about Instagram. So I just like get on there and like get on like myself because I know nothing. Yeah. When I started to get all my followers, um, I had to bring my phone to my teenagers and go, these blue squares, do these, are these relevant in any way to my way? These, why are all these blue squares popping up? <laughs> what do <did> these mean? <laughs> what are these blue things? It says following, followers, following. What? And this number at the top, there's something happening with this number at the top. They're like, oh my days, oh my, are you having a laugh? <laughs> You're blowing up. <laughs> and I was like, and they were like, somebody's shouting you out. I'm like, again, could you help me? Because like, you're speaking words right now that I have no idea what you're talking about. That's kind of nice no that they have that as well, though, that you can kind of interact on that level. Because I feel like it's just that for young people, the marketplace has become very complicated, I think. It's not mm. the same probably as it would have been maybe a generation or two ago where you had mm-hmm. more of a normal uh, dating pool where people would you know mm-hmm. there was kind of an expectation of how you behaved now it's a bit all mm-hmm. up for grabs and we don't mm-hmm. really know mm-hmm. what the rules are so I feel like mm-hmm. relationship coaching is going to be pretty important yeah I said tonight I think we should download tinder to see what this is all about <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm like I... <laughs> could we sit here some Friday night and do this just to see what this is all about and he's mm. like yes but what if someone pops up and says, are you not the relationship coach? That's <laughs> yeah. not going to look well, Lisa. And I was like, oh, yes, that could be a bit of a problem. Because um, Sinead Hay, because the one who started shouting me out, I'm sure you know Sinead. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. she named me the relationship coach. I'm like, Sinead, there are other, other, other No, no, you are the. And I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. She's been very, very good to me. She's been very good to me indeed. So, yeah, some night. Some night we'll have a few glasses of wine here and we're going to download Tinder and I've said the night job. We're going to see what this is all about because I think it's yeah. just a shit show. I think it's just a nightmare. I mean. Nightmare. <laughs> I uh, I actually met my girlfriend on Tinder. Um, oh, excellent. Good. Which is so this will, story. this will be fun. But um, which was, I mean, surprise. I mean, most of it is just like these horrendous conversations trying to look cool. So you could, oh. you know trick somebody into going out with what is this you. thing that people do with, <laughs> to put up the wrong picture or something what's all that about i oh catfishing like, people oh lord i can't even where you're kind of yeah like slightly you know photoshopping it so you've got abs or using somebody else's oh, photos but these it's women very... are going for dates and now the men don't have hair but in their picture they <laughs> yeah. had hair i'm That's, like oh man you, you can get it. in big trouble with that but it's also this weird kind of like you're like collecting people like pokemon cards and you're like oh i've got a match here and a match here and you're like <laughs> talking to your one this week i'll go out with her on sunday it's just like it's not realistic. Oh, like Pokemon, Pokemon cards, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind of collecting all these different uh, ideas or whatever it is. Well, then, but, um, how did you get through all that and actually get yeah. to relationships? Well, that was interesting. I mean, of course, I was talking to loads of them. I had loads of dates lined up uh-huh. and everything exciting. But then I started talking to Anna on it. 
And I realized as we were talking, I was like, I'm actually enjoying this conversation. Uh, this isn't just yeah. like a fake, like mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. things, you're saying things, you mm-hmm. know, nonsense. I was actually having a good time. So I was like, you actually That's like pretty her. Cool. Yeah, I was actually like genuinely surprised by the fact that a real thing was occurring there. But um, and then, yeah, just decided to go out and meet up in real life. And she found out I wasn't a murderer, which was good. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. met up in a well, well lit, uh-huh. well lit place, very public. And I had to do the audition and say, hello, my name is Mahan. And uh, yeah, it went really well. And I guess it never really um, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if I had that idea about Tinder that it wasn't. I guess it has a reputation for being just like a hookup kind of thing. Uh-huh. But that technology really changes things, I think, for dating. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of my friends and stuff will just be, you know, they have unlimited access to like loads of women constantly. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, where's all the incentive going really yeah. to yeah, to just, you know, run around and take no responsibility or have no commitment. And yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. it's hedonism, but I feel like the technology yeah. probably makes it more difficult. I think you're right. Term. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a wee bit, um, what is it, sort of instant gratification or the long-term yeah. gain? What What are you in it for? You know, what mm. are you in it for? You know, so, and that's a huge dopamine hit. Just, you know, oh, Pokemon here, Pokemon <laughs> there, Pokemon everywhere. Yeah. Um, the matching the thing is interesting as well because, like, men, women get something like 80% more matches than men on it. So right. for a lot of men i'm doing a project with the lyric theater at the moment actually on young Uh men and we have it's a digital theater thing so at one bit we have like a tinder thing with all these tinder Uh profiles popping up but it's like a little guy a little emoji guy and he's just getting rejected (laughs) again and again because it is also that kind of like a small number of men are very successful on tinder while a lot of other ones have no success on it at all like it's kind of um really incentivized so i think for young guys getting into relationships it can be totally demoralizing demoralizing and what would be advice for a guy that was looking for a relationship but maybe feels like you know it's not happening for him these days it's maybe a bit complicated you know Mm -hmm. is there Mm -hmm. any what's the best way in well i've been out of the dating game a long time all i know Mm. is your friends know you best your friends Mm. know you best and i Mm. would definitely put out the feelers of you know what can you set me up with your so-and-so who do you think i'd be Mm -hmm. good with who do you think? Yeah. And we all have those single friends. You go, why are they still single? Why are they still single? They would <laughs> yeah. be perfect for so-and-so. Or maybe mm. you talk to your girlfriend and you say, do you know my friend, Gavin? Like, is why, if you, and you know what? We're not going to say that they're going to fall in love and be together mm. forever, but it's a nice, safe place. But you got to tell your friends, I'm ready for you to hook me up. I'm ready for you to find, think, if you think you know somebody you think could be good for me, that's going to date. Surely that's yeah. simpler than Tinder. Yeah. Surely that's yeah. less demoralizing. And also, I think knowing what you want, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big thing, I think, for young men that if you want to be attractive to a woman, you need to know what you want. You can't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't. Because, I mean, if she's looking for something more serious, she's just going to move on to somebody else. I mean, mm-hmm. you need to, mm-hmm. on some level, have already committed to that path and to do it seriously. I think that's. And you also kind of- need to be committed to a statement that says you're really nice but i'm just not really feeling it but i hope you find the person this ghosting what are we doing now (laughs) oh god it's terrible i know are we doing (laughs) yeah okay so if you're going to enter this dating thing 
you got to have a um, you got to have a background scheme. Got to have your thing that you're prepared to say rather than go somebody because that's just horrible. That is just just horrible. That's just horrible. to do the mature thing and not mm-hmm. be ghosting them. Mm. Yeah, and it's going to be a wee bit uncomfortable. But you just say mm. all your big boy words. You say all your big boy girl words, <laughs> yeah. and we move on with clarity. Yeah. But there is, I mean, it's kind of the same with that as well, which is maturity. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a real, there's a, if you want to have a serious relationship, I think it requires a leveling up of maturity. It hasn't me anyway. And mm-hmm. I know it, 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 the willingness to have those conversations that are a bit awkward and that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like booking in to go and see your dentist or whatever, you need to actually mm-hmm. step up and do those mm-hmm. things that matter mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than being a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, I always say to people, oh, I couldn't say that. I'm like, see, when you think, oh, I couldn't say that. That's exactly where you need to go. Resistance. <laughs> yeah. Resistance mm, leads resistance, the way. Resistance, there's the word. Yep, exactly. No oh, I can't say that. Mm. You can. You actually can. You haven't seen it modeled anywhere. None of us have seen it modeled in our homes mm. growing up. None of us saw, us, saw it modeled. But you, resistance, where you feel yeah. like, oh, lions and tigers and bears are coming to get me. I can't mm. say that. That's exactly where you need to go. Because lions and tigers and bears are not coming to get you. You just need to say all your words in a nice, calm way. Okay, sweetheart, that upset me. I felt da 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 when that happened. So can we talk about that and come to a, a conclusion or a understanding mm. of how we don't have to go back there, how that's not going to happen again? Maybe you felt disrespected in front of people or that sort of thing. Yeah. So I felt, I felt, I felt. There's a lot in that though. There's a real, there's a self-awareness first of all, and then Mm -hmm. there's a willingness Mm -hmm. to be honest rather than to, you know, do the comfortable thing and say, oh, I'm fine Mm -hmm. or it doesn't matter uh, to Mm -hmm. actually have the conversation. And then obviously if to do the work to get through it and to repair Mm -hmm. and to figure out, you know, there's a lot of um, discipline in that. I think that Mm -hmm. probably has to be practiced. It takes Mm. a bit of work. It takes a bit of work. But what do you get? What in life do you do that you don't have to work at and you get all these rewards? You have to put the work is 90% of the time pleasurable. It's about Mm. going out, it's about making dates, it's about arranging, it's about that work is very, very pleasurable. That work is nice and booking, you know, to dinners together and that work is really nice. And then there's maybe 10% that's like, okay, I need to have a conversation. I need to. I need to, you know, that sort of thing. But Mm. most of it should feel good. Mm. Most of it should feel like, I really like showing up for you. I really like Mm. showing up for myself. And I really like showing up for you because when I'm with you, I feel great. Mm. I feel great. I feel fun. I feel free. I feel secure. I feel all those things. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you get a lot for it really, isn't it? You Mm. get the kind of the growth, but also the fun and the sharing. I mean, that's pretty good. That's all right. (laughs) But what about Tinder? I mean, come on. (laughs) Some of my friends are probably listening. going, what are you doing, man? The Tinder. Um, Yeah, it's just. um, And I had one question for you that I thought was interesting, which is how do you think your definition of love has changed since you first met your husband versus now later married for what 30 years? You've been together 31 years now. 31 years. um, Well... Considering I told him that I didn't want anything serious. <laughs> and 
30 years later. <laughs> and after Jake was born, he was like, sweetheart, now serious? I'm like, no, still not serious. Absolutely not. Because serious to me was those couples who sit in restaurants who couldn't speak. Yeah. Serious to me was mm. um, those rows that lasted for days. And serious to me was the drudge that I saw my parents going through. The motions. That was serious for me. So, no, I really still don't want anything serious. I still really tell yeah. them I don't want anything serious. And I tell them <laughs> when things are getting serious. I'm like, it's too serious, Nigel. That, um, yeah. And he knows that means that it's too much work and it's too much, you know. So mm. we joke now. But um, so how has it changed? It's changed again through lockdown even. Um, mm. Showing up for each other. How has it changed? In so many ways, it's changed so much. But in so many ways, it hasn't changed at all. It hasn't mm. changed at all. It hasn't changed okay. at all. It's, um, there's more, I'm very blessed to be with a man who is hook, line and sinker in this relationship. He is, yep. um, I'll tell you this wee story. Um, a big story mm. seller. So I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> so when this madness happened and the blue squares all started to appear, um, and I was like, oh my days, wait, this is something's happening here. So I was now up to like 2000 followers and I was telling everybody mm. our story of how we'd had to go for coaching because we had mm. a situation that came upon us in our work that we just didn't have any tools to deal with. And we ended up just bickering and bickering about it all the time. Mm. Um, and I came to him with my phone in hand and went, um, sweetheart, these blue squares are a bit of an issue. And you see what happens with, because he doesn't even have Instagram. What happens yeah. is, so I'm explaining this to him now. And I was like, so those 500 people that I was telling all our story to, it's now like 2000. So we need to figure this out. Like, am I full steam ahead here still? Um, I'm not going for approval, but it's it's our thing. So he said, okay, I need to think about that. So he went out to the garage, lots of things, lots of man caving, lots of man caving, <laughs> yeah, lots of man caving. Nice. And I was like, okay, I'm pacing up and down. The house has never been cleaned mm. as much. Sorry to be, sorry to be so hysteric, but um, <laughs> the kitchen was spotless by the time he came back in. And he said, okay, babe. So, and I was like, oh no, this is going to be, this is going to be, no. He said, um, everything's going to shit divorce rates are going through the roof suicide in males is going through the roof it's all going to shit whatever you need to tell the people to make it a wee bit better go do it Whoa. tell all the people all the things wow that's a hell of an answer that's the man we all want isn't it that's I have a lot of Jesus. I have a lot of respect for that. That's you know, takes it can be a difficult thing to do putting yourself out there and you know your personal life being. No, he won't do a podcast with me, so he's not perfect. But... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I get knowledge on the podcast, but yeah, yeah, he won't do a podcast with me. We're going to do. I'm yeah. manifesting our own podcast, but he won't. Okay. Um, you should ask him. You should message him and ask him to do one with you. Um, he has to start somewhere, but um, yeah. but again so... for us. This is kind of my thing. He has his business. So it's perfect. It's perfect. Mm. You know, I bring this to the relationship. He brings his stuff. And then we have something separate to discuss. But wasn't that very mature, very wise, all the things. Yeah, very wise and very, I suppose, really supportive of, you know, mm -hmm. another person's vision that also affects you and but can do something good for a lot of people, mm -hmm. which is definitely what your relationship coaching is doing. Even just through this conversation, I've learned so many things. Um, and definitely so, um not speaking from his ego you know speaking from his yeah, heart exactly and no, it takes no a lot ego I mean, there 
that in relationships, having to work that out and having to become that person. Because, I mean, before you make that decision, you're not necessarily that person. But then Mm-mm. when you do it, you're somebody else, which is a lot of bravery in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that bravery of what's best for the other person. You know, okay. that's a big piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that I mean, I, I'm sure it's encouraging for you as well in your work that he believes in you and is, yeah. is pushing oh, you Oh, I could not be doing, I couldn't do it without him couldn't do it without him well i couldn't do it if we didn't have the relationship we have and then i couldn't do it without it would be difficult to do the relationship it would be difficult difficult. (laughs) just giving out advice to everybody for what they have to do (laughs) but um i guess that kind of answers the first question a little bit as well i mean what are the what's the advantages of the relationship over not i mean you couldn't necessarily do that without it um um, what's next for you lisa what's what can people look out for Oh, well, we're going to get Nigel to do a podcast with me. It's going yep. to be called Just a Thought. Um, and because it's my little thing. Uh, yeah. That's what he also said. So at the beginning, when I started this madness, he, um, I I would, I was so nervous. I had such imposter syndrome. We have no mm. idea. And so I started doing like little three minute videos. That's how I started. Yeah. And I would say at the end, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. So it was just my mm. thoughts. And he was like, they said, that's perfect. So that's just perfect. Just it's just your thoughts. So like no one could yeah. sue you or anything for that. That's perfect. You're just just your thoughts. <laughs> I like where Nigel's heads at. He's the, yeah. he's got the practical sort. Of. <laughs> he's the practical, and I was like, okay, I'll stick with that. Then he's like, you're just it's just a thought, Lisa. So um, that's my little thing. So podcast, um, and then I'm just dying. Well, I'm terrified, but I'm dying to do some live events. Yeah, just dying awesome. to yeah. get in front. Um, I say words at my mouth, like my actual stomach is turning as i'm saying it dying to get in front of a live audience and big um, public speaking kind of thing get out there yeah 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 i will be absolutely crapping myself Mm. but i I think that i I think i don't know why i don't know why but people seem to like to hear my stuff so yeah i'll I'll, oh you've got a great voice and great things to say and i'm sure people would definitely love to hear you speak and also i mean i'd be interested do you ever consider writing a book or any kind of courses or anything like that that yes when i do (laughs) i do my webinars i do my webinars and i would love to Hmm. not i'd love that last one to be my last webinar and get back or get to public speaking really and a book yes and this has been suggested to me and of course we have the title for the book and all the things and i just need to get time and be a bit more structured i mean this year has just been my son has been in and out of school obviously with yeah. you know with the, the lockdowns and school closures and things like that so mm. maybe in september if things get back to a wee bit of normality i could carve out a day and start just starting to scribble some things down on a page and see where it takes us see where it takes us yeah. well you've got a hell of a story and a lot to work with there so i i oh, imagine it would be Less work than you expect, but also a terrible amount of work. I've, I wrote my first book there last year, and yeah, I had a lot more hair before I started. Okay. And okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if I'd recommend it. Public speaking, though, yeah. a lot more fun. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I could just get somebody to you know, I'll just I'll just talk it, and they could write it all down for me or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't if know. you're looking for a scribe, hit me up. I'm incredibly <laughs> expensive, but I'll, uh, yeah, I could help you out. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, thanks very much sense. for speaking with me today, Lisa. It's you're very been welcome. A real pleasure, and I urge everybody to go and follow you and check out your stuff because you're flying the flag for relationships and giving really good information. And Aww. it's definitely what we need at the moment. 
hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my goodness gracious, it's an outro. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and if you like what we're doing here at the podcast, having open and honest conversations, talking about ideas and personal development, that follow button, stay in touch, uh, go follow me on Instagram, Mahan underscore McCann and yeah, I hope this was useful for your relationships and stuff, things and get you off Tinder and drinking pints all the time. All right, have a good one. Peace.